Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, August 24th. It's six minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there, Casey Daniels 317. And of course, we're both on YouTube right now if you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Well, it was a big night for putts and pose. Putts, P-U-T, persons using television, pose, persons online. There was a fight between the two. Donald Trump with his interview with Tucker Carlson, and then, of course, the GOP debate. Okay, so last check... Trump's interview with Tucker now granted unlike television it it is you could have one person hitting something four or five times but thus far Trump's interview with Tucker Carlson is at 175 million views uh that will be at least 10 times the amount of people who viewed that debate last night so Absolutely, without debate, without discussion, the winner easily is Donald Trump. And we had long pondered, you know, what, what how is this gonna this gonna go? Uh, and I think that is the takeaway. And we'll, look, we're gonna get into um, the individual things people said in the debate in a little bit because there were some interesting things that were said, but. This the debate. I, I did watch it, Casey. Mm-hmm. I did have my wife uh, strap me to a chair uh, <laughs> because I knew I would get up and leave. Mm-hmm. And I did sit through the entire thing from start to finish. Uh, uh, the only time I removed myself from the television was a tiny child was screaming at me for more food. Mm-hmm. And so I went and and did that. But other than that, from basically start to finish, and I think that was during a commercial break, I saw the whole thing. Yeah. It felt like a JV event. Yeah. I mean, from start to finish, it just felt like a group of guys trying to make the varsity basketball team. And if you've ever been to a basketball game in the state of Indiana, the majority of them, it is, hey, the JV plays first and then the varsity comes out. And if you get to a JV game, you're going to see some guys who can shoot a little bit. You're going to see some guys who might make a nice pass or two. But there is a different feel when you are watching the the JV game than the varsity game and Trump's event just felt like the varsity game with Tucker and this felt like a JV game and uh, that's where the Republican electorate is. Okay, well, in regards to the amount of people that watched Donald Trump on Tucker, the 175 million views and counting. Now that metric only measures the number of people who actually saw the post. And that can be fleeting. It doesn't determine how many people actually watched the entire interview or how many repeat customers are going to go back. So it doesn't say how long they stayed with the interview. Here, here's, here is the thing I will say though about, so the debate, what percentage of people and we don't have, I don't think we have a definitive number yet of how many people watched the debate. But what percentage of people would you say actually watched more than half of the debate? Mm. Did they leave? I- There's no, I would bet that there is a very small percentage of people who made it past the halfway point. I mean, I'm saying in terms of like whatever the total number of people who viewed the debate was, 
maybe half of them made it past the first. And I say this because Trump's thing with Tucker is so much better because it's a very relative to the debate, a short thing. It's all Trump. It's all focused. It's all his answers. He can be wild. He can be wacky. I mean, the thing like where he asked him, why do you call him Ada instead of Aza? And I could tell you, but I'd get in trouble. I Mm -hmm. mean, it just enables him to be him and it's funny and it's whatever. Versus the debate where you might get a total of five to six to seven minutes, depending on who you are, of actual talking time. And if people only make it to the halfway point, you've really got to make your point coming like right out of the gate swinging because you got basically 20 minutes to capture the imagination of whoever. Okay, interesting that you bring that up because we do have the talking times and obviously Donald Trump had the majority of 45 minutes with Tucker Carlson. Mike Pence actually led with the most amount of time speaking, 12 minutes and 26 seconds, followed by Vivek and then Chris Christie and in fourth was Ron DeSantis with only 10 minutes of talking time. So DeSantis was the one that you probably said had to do something at least interesting last night and interesting is not coming out and talking about florida you have to have a moment where hey now we're gonna play this and it's gonna get played on a loop and he was fine Mm -hmm. he's just super awkward and doesn't person very well he did go back to his accomplishments in florida i think one too many times he did but casey the thing where he's grinning and then just like keeps grinning and doesn't know to stop grinning after answering the it's he just he comes off as unauthentic and he is i mean i think he's done a very very nice job running florida there's no doubt and i don't need to like my president i don't need to be buddies with him i don't need to think he's a fun guy to hang out with but a lot of people do and ron DeSantis is a very awkward person who doesn't people very well i think one of the most telling points in the entire debate was not even anything anybody said it was when by show of hands and vivek ramaswamy right away raised his hand and it's when ron DeSantis sort of looked around on stage to see who else is okay we're all raising our hands i guess i'll raise my hand that's an intangible that you had to witness yeah all right so we'll get to the debate stuff again i just think it was like a jv event and none of those people are going to be president of the united states or the nominee sort of something crazy happening with Trump. But at this point, what what could crazy even be, Casey, that hasn't already happened? What could it be? Well, and you know what? It's interesting because some of the biggest moments that are going to define this election are going to be happening in a court, not yeah. on a debate stage. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to start with the Trump stuff because clearly society has said that was way more interesting. And that's enough uh, audience research for us. 175 mil. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to roll through some of the stuff Trump said with Tucker, and uh, look, he was asked directly, hey, if you win, what's your top priority? And he really didn't hesitate. He said it was the border. If you're elected president again, what's your top, your number one priority? When you ran last time, you said, I will build a wall. This time, your bottom line top promise to the country. So you can do numerous things at the same time. Of course. But let's say number one is a border and taking hundreds of thousands of criminals that have been allowed into our country and getting them out and bringing them back to their country, Guatemala. By the way, not only the four countries that we think of as neighbors, all over the world, last 
month, we had 149 countries represented. Think of it. We had 149 countries represented, Tucker, from places that many people never even heard of coming into our country. And they're coming in from mental institutions and they're coming in from prisons. They're emptying out their prisons all over South America. They're emptying out their mental institutions. Terrorists are pouring into our country. We have no idea. I had the strongest border in the history of our country. And I built almost 500 miles of wall. You know, they like to say, oh, was it less? No, I built 500 miles. In fact, if you check with the authorities on the border, we built almost 500 miles of wall. And I had another 200 that I was going to build. You know, it's like water, it seeks. And we're gonna build another 200. We built it, it was all set to go. All they had to do was install it. It would have taken three weeks. And that's when I found out, I said, I think these people actually want open borders. Um, the first thing I would do would be, uh, I would seal up the border good and tight, except for people that want to come in legally. Interesting thing about the wall is that now the Biden administration is selling off parts of that wall that yeah. were prefabricated, ready to be installed. <laughs> and, and now that uh, material is being sold. Yeah. Um, and l- look, there are people, and I'm, you know, I've seen them in the YouTube chat, and hello to everybody watching us around the world. Uh, we love you, even those of you who watch because you hate our existence. We're very appreciative of you. You all count the same in the bonus check. So thanks for whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the radio today. Uh, thank you. God bless you. Um, people say, well, you know, those people might have gone back 10 times. And again, let's just say he had 30% of the 175 million who have viewed it which there will be more. It will eclipse 200 million today. Let's just say it's 30% of the number. It's more, but let's say it's 30%. That still dwarfs Mm -hmm. whatever number the Republican debate pulled last night. Well, and when it first launched, Nigel from the Hammer and Nigel show posted that it launched with 73,000. Yes. Right away. By the way, let's give a shout out real quick before we get to more on this stuff with with, with Trump. Um, Shout out to Hammer and Nigel for organizing our little and promoting our little stationwide mm-hmm. group tweeting yes. last night. You know who's the one person who didn't share nor participate in our <laughs> uh, company tweeting last night? Who was that, Rob? Well, it would be Tony Katz. But for <laughs> Hammer, Nigel, you, I really appreciate everybody else who kind of did the team thing and was sharing each other's tweets and promoting each other. That was that was very wonderful. I, I had fun playing uh, the Hammer and Nigel bingo card yes. uh, that kept me entertained throughout the uh, the show. It's always really good to have coworkers that promote and share each other and <laughs> lift each other up. It's very it's very uplifting. All right, we're going to get to a lot more audio from Donald Trump, a lot more from the debate. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Indiana wants me. Lord, I can't go back there. Is that Mike Pence's Indiana theme song today? I can't go back there. 
<laughs> so Donald Trump said that he wanted to avoid getting harassed on Fox, and that's why he didn't go to the debate. It's 921. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He also said that his decision to opt out of the debate was because he's leading so far in the polls. He said, I'm leading by 50 and 60 points. And then I think at one at one point he said by 70 points, and then he kind of backtracked and, you know. Are, are you implying he's just pulling it out of, out of his ass, Casey? Just a, a little bit of an exaggeration. Uh, okay, so here is what's interesting about this. And I thought about this last night as I was forcing myself to watch every painstaking question and answer. And by the way, I will say, and I know we'll get into this next hour, but hearing Mike Pence being booed by a room full of people, mm-hmm. I am, you know, how in the cartoons, the hearts start fluttering over the character's head. <laughs> And uh, you know their eyes turn into hearts. That that was me. That was uh, that was quite a bit of a uh, that it was quite a bit of, of joy for me. Uh, but here is so I was thinking about you know Trump not participating in the debates and eh, you know he's kind of you know just dodging his responsibility. But this is an event put on by the Republican Party, and don't forget that in 2012. The Republican Party desperately wanted Chris Christie to run for president of the United States. And the Republican Party gave Chris Christie the featured speaker spotlight at that convention in Tampa. Night one, he was the guy. And look at where Chris Christie is now. So what does it really even mean to be a part of these Republican events? What what, you know? What are you even saying by "I must be a part of these Republican events"? Look at the people that they put up and they promote and they you know put forward as standard bearers for the party. I don't know. The more I think about it, maybe Trump made the right choice by just sticking his middle finger right in the face of the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he said uh, he was talking. Tucker was asking him about Joe Biden. And uh, he said that he's crooked Joe Biden now. He took the name away from Hillary. Because crooked Joe Biden is so bad. He's the worst president in the history of our country. I don't think he's going to make it to the gate, but, you know, you never know. But he's a corrupt person, so corrupt that I took the name off Hillary. You know, I don't do two people at one time. I took the crooked Hillary and I made it. I retired the name. That was a good day for her. <laughs> no, it's no, it's crooked Joe. And uh, so Tucker was asking him about, uh, you know, he's going to be turning himself in today. Yes. At 645 oh. is when they're due to process How him. exciting. Yeah. And uh, he did, of course, have some words about the Fulton County District Attorney. The people see it like this horrible district attorney from just a little while ago from essentially Atlanta, that's Fulton County. She said, basically, I don't have any right to challenge an election. Well, what about Stacey Abrams? What about Hillary Clinton? What about all of these Democrats that are still challenging my election? The same people that are saying he's challenging an election challenged my election. And they did it with slates. They did it with all sorts of things. They were very bad, very bad about it. But basically, they're suing me, and they're saying, you don't have any right to challenge. And if you challenge an election, we're going to indict you and put you in jail. So what they're doing is they're really, they've weaponized, and and don't kid yourself, the DOJ and Biden and the whole group, they're watching all of this. So the FAA has imposed flight restrictions around the area above the Fulton County Jail. Wasn't it interesting last night 
that you've got by by the way that that debate was a great example of just how plastic and unable to read a room and the actual constituency of this country that those politicians are. The one guy who did not come off as plastic man last night, well, there were two, Christie, but everybody knows why Christie is there, and that is a suicide mission against Donald Trump. So he let's remove him and his just seething hatred for Trump from the equation. Mm-hmm. The rest of those guys and girl, Nikki Haley in there as well, came off as complete plastic people who could absolutely not read a room. And here was the best example of this that I saw is when they asked about the election. And so that's why I'm doing this, because this is what Trump was commenting on. And Trump and Pence and Pence always does this. Pence screws something up and then tries to play victim when he does the thing. And so Pence was trying to make himself the victim last night on, I did my constitutional duty. Does anyone here not think I did my constitutional duty? What an opportunity. I would have not only raised one hand, but both hands and put some sort of gun that shoots confetti up into the air out and drawn as that crowd would have erupted in applause for any person who would have raised their hand, raised both hands, done jumping jacks and whatever, and looked at that loser and said, so you're telling us, Mike Pence, you think uh, Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes. Why didn't everybody raise their hand who thinks Joe Biden got 81? The crowd would have erupted in applause. That would have been all people would have been talking about. And yet they're so plastic and they're so timid and they're so afraid that they all did this. And DeSantis was the worst one on this because he got asked directly about it. And he did some mealy mouth, word salad, whatever. And it's like you people just are so afraid to say what you think you're just so afraid you're going to defend a a donor or a lobbyist right this is like just speak well i thought what a missed opportunity i thought it was an interesting way that they asked that question it was almost like uh martha and brett were wanting the other candidates to endorse mike pence well fox news is obviously super aware of making claims about the election based on what they went through with Dominion. However, the the person who would have won the night and won the debate is if they had said, no, absolutely not, and let me ask you, Mr. Failed Governor, <laughs> do you think Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes, yes or no? For, why has no one ever forced Mike Pence to answer this question? This is what I don't understand. When he does this holy roller, holier than thou, I uh, upheld my oath to the Constitution, then answer the question. Do you think Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes? If the answer is yes, then fine. I respect you. You're totally done here and we'll move on our merry way. But if the answer is no, then why did you certify the election? Yeah. Donald Trump got more views last night than Joe Biden got votes. We've got more to come. It is 928. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The clear winner of the debate last night was the guy who was not even on the stage. Many people would say that Donald Trump was the big winner for not showing up. Instead, he did a pre-recorded 45-minute interview with Tucker Carlson that was launched online about five minutes before the debate began. They spent a lot of time reviewing things of the past, uh, Tucker and Donald Trump did. Well, wasn't it interesting, both Tucker and, and Trump, and then also the debate itself, there was so little vision for the future. Like, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there was a single solitary conversation on that debate last night on on entitlements. No, there was not. 
How is that possible to have a Republican debate for president and not? They asked about freaking aliens, KC. I, see, I that, think that was a side bet between Martha and Brett. Yes, yeah, somebody put him up to that. This totally that totally rests on the moderators that you have a. It, this, I mean, that is the issue, at least from a uh, 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 domestic standpoint. Is how you're going to address entitlements. And I know it's not the most sexy thing in the world, but if you're someone who's paid into Social Security your whole life and you get there to start pulling it out and it's not there, you darn bet those people are going to care. And you wait. And Chris, look, I'm loathe to agree with Chris Christie on anything. He was pissed that they gave him the aliens question. Yeah, he, he was. looked at him as like, really? That's what you're asking me mm-hmm. about? Because anything would have been better than that. I mean, just you only have a finite amount of time and you're asking about aliens? Well, I thought Ron DeSantis did win one moment when they were talking about January 6th and he was like, can we stop talking about this and rehashing the past? I'm worried about the next election. Yeah, there was not a lot of vision from anybody on stage. By the way, a little hint here. If a politician thanks you for the question... In a debate. That's a stall. They are formulating whatever bullcrap answer they're going to pull out because they don't have a good one. So they're they're catching up to themselves in mm-hmm. real time. So just a little hint on that. Uh, your antenna should go up immediately if a politician thanks someone for a question. Thank you for that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it is 938 with Kendall and Casey. And uh, let's talk about what Donald Trump said. Uh, Tucker was asking, you know, that Democrats, they have just been coming after you time and time again, the impeachments, the indictments. And it was kind of shocking that he asked him this, but he asked Donald Trump if he was worried about being assassinated. And this was Trump's answer. There, it started with protests against you, massive protests, right. organized protests by the left. And then it moved to impeachment twice. Right. And now indictment. I mean, the next stage is is violence. Is, are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? Uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. You have great people in the Democrat Party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most yeah. of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. Right. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. But I've seen what they do. I've seen the lengths that they go to. That's kind of that's scary to ask somebody that question. Yeah, but that kind of goes with the territory, right? I mean, if you're if you are president or you are running for president, you know that you're venturing into an unknown where there are lunatics in a country of 330 million people. Here's what I want to ask you, Casey, and I know next hour we're going to get into the debate itself. With the success that Trump had, and his ability to have, there was no noise to drown him out. And then we'll see what the numbers were for this Republican debate. I'm going to guess they were not good. Are debates going to be a thing of the past? Mm. Because if the goal is to get your message to as many people as possible, it's why people used to do them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the national debate. Everybody's going to be watching, blah, blah, blah. Clearly, and with the t- people like Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan and et cetera, bypassing, get, offering platforms to bypass traditional media, will debates become a thing of the past, especially if you're someone with some sort of celebrity like 
like a Trump. Aza Hutchinson needed to be there. Donald Trump did not need to be there. Sure. So will this become the norm? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, like we've talked about, TV viewing has gone down 37%. Right. And Trump even mentioned that. Tucker and him, they even had a conversation about that. Like, is he missing out on an opportunity of talking to people by not being on TV? And Trump forecasts that he's like, we're going to get more views doing it on this platform than on television. So... I hope not, because I think it is interesting. Now, eight people on that stage, that was a bit much. It's too much. If you they, can whittle it down to the top three or four, you're right. then I think you can get some substance right. answers out of people. 100%. Now, it is interesting, too, because this is another reminder of sort of the death spiral that the mainstream national media is in. And unless you do something really well, like what we do here, which is local government and politics, I mean, there's a reason Curtis Hill yesterday came to that interview with us to talk about being against the mask mandates and because he got all sorts of free publicity out of it sure. because we still kind of can cheat that national trend. And he's getting more attention because it's been reposted right. to X. But, but the mainstream national media uh, uh, as an umbrella is really in trouble right now. It is 942 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Joining us next, the fabulous Jim Merritt. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Let's find out from a guy who might know better than anyone else. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. Our great friend, by the way, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. Jim Merritt, hello. How are morning, you? Good morning, Robert. Okay, Casey. so Hupfer out. Kyle Hupfer saying, I'm leaving as the, I've done enough damage. I've left enough death and destruction in my wake. I am uh, out of here, and I am leaving as the head of the Republican Party. You uh, you don't seem like a guy who's been overly chummy with Hupfer over the years. What saith you? Well, I've I've known I've known Kyle a long time, and and uh, he he leaves quite a legacy of winning. Uh, when you have uh, when you're in charge of the party and you win uh, two terms for governor and you win a supermajority, uh, they've taken over a lot of county councils and <clears throat> and you know it is a Republican state, but but uh, I always think if you're at the top and things go well, you should get the credit. Things don't go so well, you should be getting the blame. And so Kyle can be happy and and have his head. Uh, uh, you know, very much in, in the clouds of success uh, because because Indiana Republican Party has been a success as when he's been the chairman of the party. Okay, so let me ask you that because that's an interesting statement. Success is an interesting word mm-hmm. because obviously people like us, our show, our listeners are just beside themselves and livid with the Republican Party, the high taxes, the increased budgets, the growth of government. 
But if I guess your only goal and the way you're judged is how many Republicans did I get elected, then with no regard to the damage they've done once elected, then, yeah, I guess that would be a successful time as as party chair. Well, I I, I served in a leadership position in the, in the Indiana Senate, and I never heard from Kyle about policy. And so he, he, he might have talked to the president of the Senate. He might have talked to the Speaker of the House. But um, uh, from my from my viewpoint, he really hasn't had any type of input on uh, and how the state goes. He might be whispering in Governor Holcomb's ear. I don't know, but uh, bottom line is 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 and, and you know I've had my problems with the Republican Party, uh, but but there is success uh, from Lagrange. County to isn't Clark the, County. Isn't that a weird existence, though, to just waltz around going, "Well, my only job is to get these people elected." Well, what if they suck? My only job is to get these people elected. Shouldn't I mean? Shouldn't there be some sense of let's get people who I don't know do good for the people elected? Well, the the party politics is really difficult these days, and and let's just be honest. Can we agree that? It all is about money. Yeah. It all is about everything's about money. That's why Casey's and, and, here. It's all about money. And, mm-hmm. and and the Republican Party has been has done very well. Uh, you get all the spoils when you're when you have the governor's office, and and uh, the Republican Party has 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 received a lot of contributions. If you just look at, you know, even the Hamilton County Lincoln Day dinner with 800 people, uh, the Re- Indiana Republican Party's got going on now, and and uh, Huffer has been. The, in charge of it, and uh, the, and the governor has allowed him to uh, to win. Is that why you think he's been successful? I, th- I think I think it's uh, balls and strikes and and wins and losses. And uh, if 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 you're going to be judged about how how good you are as a chairman of a party, uh, winning is everything. I'd like to get more back to the problems that you've had. <laughs> oh, you know he's not gonna badmouth anybody publicly, Casey. I know. You know Jim Merrick's I'm never trying. Jim Merrick's never said anything bad about anyone publicly ever. Let's Nor try to you, change Robert. that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, Jim Merrick is our guest, so let's uh, pivot here. Curtis Hill was on this program yesterday and talking about that big press release that he said that said, "Hey, if I'm governor, no mask mandates. Period. Boom. Done. In." And I'm looking at that going, what a home run win in a Republican primary. You got five other people running. Most of them have been running a lot longer than Curtis, other than Chambers. What have you people been doing? Even if you don't believe it, why didn't you come out and say it? Because politically, that seems like a huge win in a Republican primary. Absolutely. And this race needed somebody that was going to step out and and uh, uh, speak some truths. And, 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 and he got more attention in that one press release than all the other governor candidates have done, and sometimes with Dota in a year, all the rest, six or seven or eight months. And and this is what we need in a governor candidate. We need disruptors. We need people to talk about the, the truths of education, health care. Uh, just there are so many things that that need to be discussed, and and uh, Curtis Hill can, Curtis Hill can talk about crime. Do you think everybody else is going to come out? Me too. Me too. Well, it'll it, it, it'll be a shame, but I'm not sure how their campaigns are going because we don't hear anything. And so Curtis has a an opportunity. In those years that he was Attorney General, he put together, and this is the key to running for governor. He has a network of of of, of sheriffs. And 
and and people in in the uh, in the in the space of keeping us safe and 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 has really performed and he, it's a lot like Diego Morales he has a he has a group of people that he brought into politics that are are his his um his posse and he's going to be hard to beat in the Republican primary primary next May regardless that he's he started really late yeah you know we were talking talk with people a month ago whenever that was that he got in and was on this show and people said oh Curtis Hill the baggage blah 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 do not sleep on Curtis Hill in a Republican primary especially if all he's got to do is get 25 percent of the vote well not only that people are forgiving and, yeah. and uh and also that that more than likely is in the central Indiana bubble people that uh people that used to subscribe to the indianapolis star and <laughs> and, and uh and in our voices hearing wibc uh, people out in uh fort wayne or west lafayette or or anywhere around the state really they're going to be looking at what these candidates are are um are, are for and what they're against and it started now he started the race. You know, I would have to differ with you on just one point because he spent so much time up in Elkhart County in northern Indiana. People know about that story. Mm-hmm. So is he going to be able to get past it? Well, uh, it, it it just all depends on how he runs his campaign. And and uh, it, the, the splash that he made this week is is undeniably going to uh, uh, jettison to him to the top of, the, of polling because uh, people in that pandemic just disdained the lockdown, the shutdown, the masks. He, he, he's he got to step up right now. Yeah, and it's Casey raises an interesting question, and we kind of were able to broach this with him a little bit when he was here, and obviously, look, he's going to deflect and whatever, but they, he was not accused of being Ted Bundy, right? He was accused of, in a bar, putting his hand, basically, on someone or making inappropriate comments or whatever. And the key word is accused right right i mean he was never he was never even charged with anything ethically or criminally and so how do you even address that if you're Curtis? because i agree i agree with casey and i agree with you if he didn't have this thing that he's probably overwhelmingly the front or actually he's probably still attorney general right now but maybe in the united states right you're right so who, who you know who knows but in the world we live in how do you, without being totally flippant and dismissive of the thing, because then that would make women mad, go, look, I didn't do anything. I wasn't convicted. I wasn't even charged of it. Like, it's such a balancing act that he's going to have to figure out how to do. Well, yeah, and it's, 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 it's also, this is what I stand for. This is what I'm going to do as governor. And, and just put your head down and, and push forward. And that was years ago. And and uh, people are forgetful, people forgiving. And uh, we'll just have to see uh, if his opponents actually bring it up. Uh, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell us about you. You're doing all sorts of exciting things these uh, yeah, days. Yeah, Merritt in the morning. We're having uh, the Punk Rock Farmer uh, today. On We stream live on, on YouTube, and, and uh, we have a Facebook page. And, and this gentleman, Jonathan, Jonathan Lawler, is quite the individual. He is so, uh, it, it's so society-oriented, and, and uh, we're 
worried about the hungry, and and uh, we're going to uh, talk to him about it. Merit in the Morning with Brad Kloppenstein. Kloppenstein Stein yeah. and Merit. You can find it on Facebook or on uh, YouTube, Merit in the Morning. It's You're at Jim underline Merit. That's right. And people, lo- my wife, Jim, loves it when you call it underline. <laughs> Her favorite part of our interview. Should I give everybody my cell phone is number? Is when you say Jim underline Merit at the end, she always asks, how is Jim underline Merit? <laughs> You're the best, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.